Boatwright. I am Lucretia McCulley, Head of Scholarly Communications at Boatwright Library. Our author today is Yujul Yanigda, Associate Professor of History. Dr. Yanigda is the author of a new book, Healing the Nation, Prisoners of War, Medicine, and Nationalism in Turkey, 1914 to 1939, published recently by Edinburgh University Press. In this book, he explores how Ottoman prisoners of war and military doctors of the First World War discursively constructed their nation as a community, and at the same time attempted to exclude certain groups from that nation. Yadikda aims to broaden the discussion of nationalism to explore how ideological and biological factors influenced each other. Eugel, thank you for joining us today. And to start off our conversation, what inspired you to write on this particular topic? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, what inspired me to write this book is when I was doing my MA at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, I was a research assistant for a Russian history professor, and going through some documents for him, I encountered uh, references in British Foreign Office documents to Ottoman prisoners of war in Siberia. Of course, you know, it got my attention, it was intriguing. I guess I filed it in the back of my head when I showed up at Ohio State University to do my PhD and I was asked to come up with a dissertation topic on quick order and I immediately remembered this, uh, this topic and, and decided that this would be something I would work on and I also quickly discovered some very important, unusual and unique documents and these were that the prisoners uh, of war Instead of sitting around doing nothing in the prison camps, out of boredom, they started to, for example, produce handwritten newspapers. And realizing the importance of this, I, I thought this would be a good topic because since the literacy rate in the Ottoman Empire was about 5% around the turn of the century, in fact, until about 1920 or so, uh, I figured I discovered a cache of documents written by literate people, so some members of this 5% that I could put to good use. Um, and it also got me out of having to learn a fourth language to do the second topic I was thinking about on Bosnia. So uh, it, it's been a challenging, but at the same time, a very rewarding um, uh, topic to work on. All right, well, thank you, that's fascinating. Well, how can the University of Richmond community uh, use this book to explore various social issues? Well, uh, the, my book uh, deals with a number of themes and topics. Among them are, uh, for example, nationalism, uh, identity, and identification. I make a distinction between the two. Uh, people sometimes assume that our ethnic or, or our national identities are established, are predetermined. But that it's, uh, I make the point that it's, it's a continuing process, that our identification goes on as we meet other people, encounter other people, or, or face uh, new challenges, new uh, environments. So this is something not only do we encounter as individuals in our daily lives, and of course I'm talking about national identity, not individual identity, but all these things come together in the end uh, to, to uh, influence our daily lives. Uh, I also deal with, for example, even though it's around uh, World War I, not the you know, early 21st century, how do societies deal with veterans of wars when they start to come back home, whether from prison camp environments or from the battlefields? Uh, one could also add the issue of Orientalism is also important in this, in this book. 
in this book. This is the idea that uh, false cultural assumptions of, of Western world facilitated the cultural misrepresentations of what we might call the East, and I could also say what we might call the West. Uh, so in, in these preconceived notions about others are still present in how we view people, especially from the Middle East or other parts of the world. As University of Richmond, in fact, the city of Richmond becomes more and more diverse, I think these kinds of issues become all the more important as, as to understand uh, how we better understand and, and, and how we view other people's cultures and practices. All right, thank you. And uh, following up on that, how would you envision undergraduate students using the book for their study and research? Sure. Um, this answer actually relates to the previous one in, in some ways. Um, um, I, I thought, for example, since the uh, book deals with topics and themes that students encounter regularly in their courses, whether in mine or somebody else's, uh, and not only history courses, I might add, um, one good example of this is that um, I, I, I teach a course called Women and Gender in the Middle East or Muslim Societies. So I frequently get students from WGSS or people who are majoring in, in other fields who become interested in such topics. So book, for example, deals with eugenics uh, because when soldiers come back from, from prison camps or from wars, they face problems, mental problems. So what we now call uh, post-traumatic stress disorder was back then called shell shock. Mm -hmm. And in fact, lately I'm noticing that some of the pronouncements that doctors are making about post-traumatic stress disorders, about uh, veterans coming from Afghanistan or, or from Iraq, for example, start to resemble what the doctors of early 20th century were saying. Mm -hmm. So there's almost this reversion back to those strange ways of thinking that, that those soldiers who commit suicide, for example, after serving in wars, must have had something wrong with them to begin with. You could actually find these kinds of things in, in 1914, 1915. In addition, I deal with uh, eugenics. Uh, eugenics obviously is important for the state of Virginia. But I should also add that the course was taught, uh, I don't know how many years, I didn't do the research, but uh, I found a reference in regards to this at the University of Richmond, uh, West Hampton College, for a number of years around, I think, 1915, starting 1915, for about three, four years. Uh, so a student who might be interested in these kinds of issues might further explore uh, this topic for an honors thesis or, or an extended uh, uh, paper for a class, for example. Wonderful. Well, that sounds like very good ideas. Right. And um, last, our last question is, how did library services support you in writing this book? Sure. Uh, um, well, I guess the most, um, even though I use the books in the library itself, uh, since I use um, books and other sources in other languages, our library uh, did not have many of these things. So interlibrary loan in that regard was very useful. And, and thanks to them, I was able to acquire a number of books in German and Ottoman and Turkish, a few in Arabic uh, and French, etc., from all kinds of places in the United States, as far as California and as close as Old, <laughs> in fact, VCU and Old Dominion University, I was about to say. So without the interlibrary loan, I, I think uh, the task would have been even more difficult and even more time consuming. So uh, the library was very useful in helping me complete the book. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Dr. Yannick Dahl. Healing the Nation, Prisoners of War, Medicine and Nationalism in Turkey, 1914 to 1939, is available in Boatwright Library and is on sale in the University Bookstore.